Welcome to the Legal Download Podcast, a rundown of the latest issues impacting your business from Kelly Dry. Hi, this is Jeff Scray, one of the podcast producers here at Kelly Dry, and I'm talking to Barbara Hoey, co-chair of Kelly Dry's labor and employment practice. Barbara, a number of states are saying that companies are free to reopen, and they're giving advice to folks that they should reopen, but it seems like there's a lot of confusion out there in the marketplace. Employers don't really know if they should reopen, even if the, the state has said so. What are you telling your, your client? So, Jeff, the fact that your governor, um, if you're in a state that is allowed to reopen, has said, go ahead, reopen your business, doesn't give you a get-out-of-jail-free card. Um, bottom line is, as of today, and it's April 29th for those listening, the CDC is saying that none of the states that have allowed reopening are meeting, have met the criteria the CDC has set for reopening, which is having 14 days of consistently lowering cases. So business owner, if you decide to reopen, you have to make sure that you have done what you need to do to make your employees, your customers, your clients, your patients, whatever business you're in, safe. Because in the end of the day, if someone becomes ill or gets infected in your place of business, you are the one that is going to be liable, not the governor. Barbara, can you touch on some of the potential risk employers are facing? I think the greatest risk, frankly, is the risk that someone becomes infected and becomes ill. That's one risk. Um, Someone becomes infected, and what's even scarier is is asymptomatic, goes home, and has a spouse or a loved one who is in a high risk category makes that person ill and can trace it to the workplace or your place of business. I think those are the greatest risks, but there are other risks. Um, You're gonna have employees who may be trying to challenge you because either they don't wanna come back to work, they don't feel safe, or then you're gonna have employees on the flip side who find out that their colleagues are getting called back Uh, They want to come back, and for some reason, you weren't able to call them back if you're doing it in stages. So there's just a lot of challenges, the greatest one being the risk of infection and the risk of someone getting injured. Regarding testing, the EOC approved COVID-19 testing to aid in the process of bringing employees back to work. Yes, uh, the EEOC issued guidance in uh, April where they stated that, among other things, employers could require employees to be tested. Um, is that a catch-all solution for all employers? Frankly, no, because in many states and localities, it's very hard to get testing. So if you require all of your employees to get tested, you essentially are setting them up for a failure because they simply can't get the testing. There are other things employers can do to pre-screen employees that actually we are going to be and have covered in webinars that you can also access on the Kelly Drive website that uh, are equally effective and will give you the information you need to know whether you are allowing someone who is infected to come into the workplace, because that's what you need to know. A very simple thing is requiring employees to fill out some sort of a questionnaire Were you diagnosed as COVID positive? If yes, have you been tested? Do you have a negative result? There are six or eight different questions you can ask on this questionnaire 
that is legal. The EOC has also said this is all legal. Um, that will screen out anyone who was positive, is positive, is having symptoms, and then you put that person, that's the person who you want to require to be tested. If the person was positive, if the person is having symptoms, that's the person who can't come back and show you a negative test. And what if that employee can't get tested? Well, obviously, every one of these things is fact-specific, and we are in such a um, chaotic situation right now that you really need to consult with your labor council on, on a situation. But if someone is filled out a questionnaire and said that I am having symptoms or I am living with someone who's having symptoms or I'm living with someone who's positive, this, the simple answer is, sorry, you can't come back to work until you can get me a negative test result. Because Jeff, I would rather face the possibility that that employee sues me because they missed a week or two of work than the possibility that I let them back to work and let them infect someone. What about temperature detecting cameras? The temperature detecting cameras are, are good. They're also legal. They are expensive. Um, I understand that they can cost each one um, somewhere in the area of $20,000. So it, it, it's going to be a matter of uh, fiscally whether you can afford it. Um, it's equally effective to have employees temperature tested, meaning the good old-fashioned thermometer, obviously not one you put in the mouth, but they have thermometers now that you hold up to the forehead. That is, I think, a much cheaper and equally effective way to measure temperature, which is another way to pre-screen people. So you have people fill out a questionnaire before they come in, but I think for the time being, until this virus has really abated, uh, you're going to find a lot of workplaces, a lot of places of business, restaurants, movie theaters, what have you, asking you to have your temperature checked before you enter. Barbara, are there any specific rules about taking employees' temperatures? Well, number one thing to know is that if we weren't in this crisis, you normally cannot do that. A temperature test is considered a medical exam. So when we're outside of this COVID pan pandemic, temperature testing is going to have to stop. For now, it's legal. Um, there are no specific rules other than you need to keep the results confidential. So if you're keeping a log, that log has to be maintained in a confidential way. And what we have guided our clients through is also basically training the individual who's taking the temperatures about what procedure they should follow to A, maintain privacy, and B, deal with the person who refuses, because you will have those people. Look, I'm not doing this. This is a violation of my privacy. You know that's gonna happen, so you have to plan in advance for it and have the temperature taker trained about what they should do and how they should handle it. Just a caution, the person taking temperatures also has to know how to deal with the employee who shows an elevated temperature. That person has to discreetly and politely take that individual aside and privately explain that they're going to have to leave or call a manager over, whatever process you need to create 
You just need to create a process so the employee with the elevated temperature is not publicly embarrassed. That is the key. Uh, that person will probably have to go home, but you don't want that to happen in a publicly humiliating way. How do you feel about just a traditional doctor's note? I am leery of a doctor's note um, with COVID-19 just because I know that in most circumstances, if you've had it and you are now negative, you can get a certification from a government Department of Health or a local Department of Health that certifies you as negative. This is in most places. I haven't surveyed all 50 states. Um, if someone is showing symptoms, frankly, they need to get a test. And now if the doctor certifies that he or she has access to testing and they've tested the individual, that's fine. But if the doctor is simply saying, I examined this person and it doesn't appear they have COVID-19, no, I don't think you can accept that because I see the TV Every day, they seem to add and subtract different, different symptoms, excuse me. So I'm not sure that a doctor without the benefit of a test can say for certain whether that person is negative. Barbara, what's the bottom line? The bottom line is plan in advance before you open. Establish the right policies to uh, make sure the workplace and your place of business, especially if it's a public facing business, is safe. And that's gonna include everything from screening your employees to temperature testing, to new rules on hygiene, new rules on social distancing. It's a new world. And when we go back to work, which we're all gonna be happy to do, um, we're going to have to get adjusted to some new standards of behavior. That's the bottom line. And we're all gonna to have to do it just like we've been doing at home quarantine to keep each other safe. I mean, to, to conclude, Jeff, there are so many different uh, aspects and fact patterns that are gonna come out of this um, COVID crisis now that people are going back to work and going to be together again that I would encourage the listeners to look at our blog uh, and look uh, for future podcasts and future webinars on this topic, because I think we're really only just beginning. We can only guess what's going to happen because we're not back to work yet. And people are people, and there are a million different facts and stories that are going to come out of this. And the smart employer is the one that has planned in advance, trained their managers and HR people, but unfortunately or fortunately, no matter how much planning you do, something's gonna happen that you can't expect and you're gonna have to know how to react. Thank you very much, Barbara. I know that the blog post that you mentioned can be found at the Labor Days blog, which is labordays, L-A-B-O-R-D-A-Y-S blog.com or People can find information on upcoming webinars and other information on the labor and employment page in particular, but other pages at kellydry.com. Those are the two places where I think most of your information can be found. Okay, thank you, Jeff. For additional information on this and other topics, please visit kellydry.com. 
Kelly Dry has podcasts available through your podcast provider.